Attention crew, this is your Captain Caliban speaking. This is a supplemental episode of Enterprising Individuals, where we bring you news and tidbits from the world of Trek, also interviews with special guests, and a few little surprises along the way. This week we're back from Convergence 2017, where we recorded a live episode of the show in front of a live audience, and I had a great time all weekend. I was on a number of panels at the con about Star Trek and space opera, which was the theme of this year's Convergence. Star Trek as space opera, uh, I can't say I'm exactly on board with that, but I am glad that Trek was so well represented at the show. I'll tell you a little more about our live show at CVG this year in a little bit after I bring you some news from the world of Trek. And with that, let's get underway. As always, or at least nearly always, we have an update on Star Trek Discovery News. It's been a little while since we've been able to bring you a news update, as our last supplemental show two weeks ago was reserved solely for our interview with Bijo and John Trimble. It was a great interview, and it's still available to listen to if you have not yet done so, so get on that. So yes, it's been a few weeks, and in that time, Discovery executive producer and Magic Blood aficionado Alex Kurtzman is still talking about the new show. He may have been talking continually this whole time, I don't know. His most recent statements about the upcoming CBS All Access show have reaffirmed the production's commitment to pleasing Trek fans with their commitment to establish canon. He said recently in an interview with CNET.com that, quote, Without spoiling anything, we are adhering to a timeline and sticking to the rules. But I also think that finding some new areas and avenues that have only been alluded to, but never fully explored. End quote. So far, so good. He goes on to say, quote, You've got a room full of people with very different and very devoted relationships to Star Trek in that writer's room. And that carries on a pretty proud tradition of Trek being written by fans. You have to respect canon as it's being written. You can't say, that never happened. No, no, you can't do that. They'd kill you. Star Trek fans would kill you. <laughs> These are all his words. Uh, no, you have to respect canon. You have to understand that, that the timelines and what the different timelines were and what the different universes were and how they all work together. You have to keep very meticulous track of who, what, where, when, and why. And we have people in the writer's room whose sole job is to say, no, you can't do that. End quote. Oh, okay. Well, full disclosure, um, at our last stop at a starbase, I had the ship's commentary field upgraded and reinforced with metacritical energy. So we're back in the quipping game, baby. And that said, uh, this all sounds pretty good, <laughs> actually, uh, if somewhat wordy. I don't think any of us envy the writers who are being tasked with delivering something fresh and exciting while at the same time, you know, they're chained to over 50 years of continuity. But hey, that's what they're pulling the paychecks for, right? So just keep Kurtzman on the producing side and out of the writer's room and we should be good. Um, it's easy to understand why they tried to go clean slate for the feature films, but your personal enjoyment of them aside, it seems like fandom has spoken, RE starting all over again and just dropping all the previous continuity and they're not doing that and that sounds good. Just as a PR note for Mr. Kurtzman, um, if he's going to keep talking and talking, which is his job as a producer, of course, I'd say focus as much as you can on the exciting new things Things coming up in the show and not how you've hired a million people to tell you all the things you can't do because Samuel Peoples wrote one thing or another 50 years ago. I like a lot of Trekkies. I'm a canon wonk, but even I'll admit that you're just going to have to change some stuff and that's fine. That's like how we got the bumpy head Klingons in the first place. Uh, or whatever the Klingons are going to look like now. You've got a tough job ahead of you, and I'm sure you're going to nail it like you have with every other project you've ever taken on, careful commentary field. But every time you use the term, you know, timeline or timelines, uh, we all get as nervous as Acadian in a room full of rocking chairs. As you can probably tell, I've added a dialectical modulator to the commentary field so we can better detect both sides of the issues we encounter. This new feature was on full display during my time at Convergence. 
as I was on a panel with the new show uh, as its subject, Discovery, and I was one of the only mostly positive people on the panel. Um, I think I might have actually sold some CBS All Access subscriptions on that thing. Uh, Let's face it, fans are wary. They have every right to be. But I'll tell you what I told the attendees at the panel. This is Star Trek. It's back on TV. Let's support it. Let's help it. Let's spend $8.99 strategically if you have to. Binge all the episodes in a month if you want, and then cancel. But let's get behind this. Use our voices to shape it into something better if it's not great right out of the gate. (sighs) Wow, that's a lot of positive polarity for this show. Let's get back to yelling at somebody. Yeoman, where's my coffee? Speaking of CBS All Access, CBS Interactive President Mark, my nemesis, Debevoise, 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 said recently that CBS All Access has over 1 million subscribers and reiterated CBS's goal of reaching 4 million subscribers by 2020. Uh, The two major drivers to that goal are expected to be the first season of NFL games that they'll have on the service and the launch of Star Trek Discovery. Mark said of CBS's Access Initiative, quote, We have a nice footprint to be able to launch new products. We're constantly looking for what will resonate with consumers. Sometimes it's an existing property. Sometimes it's something new. Shows that come out with a history are still new. If you've seen the trailer for Star Trek Discovery, you can see that Sonequa Martin-Green is a unique star, and you can see a show that's going to look different and feel different than anything that came before, end quote. And here's hoping they reach their goal. Since I've become Access's number one salesman, apparently, uh, I guess I should relate that Access will have all of CBS's shows um, throughout time, including um, Beauty and the Beast, which former show guest Armin Shimmerman was on, Hawaii Five-0, uh, MacGyver, the old one, not the new one. We'll have the new one, too. So it's a pretty nice value. I-, I swear, I swear I'm not getting paid by CBS, but I would take the money if offered. CBS, call me. One more thing about Discovery. It seems like the people at Discovery, like I'm sure a lot of shows are, are learning things from the insanely popular Game of Thrones series, not just adapting true serialized storytelling, but in this case, the specific expendability of any character. Game of Thrones changed television, says Star Trek Discovery showrunner Gretchen Berg. She says, quote, they almost made it difficult to fall in love with people because you didn't know if they were going to be taken away from you. That show's had an influence on all TV dramas that have come after it, end quote. And her co-showrunner Aaron Harberts added, quote, death isn't treated gratuitously on this show. It's not for shock value, but when it happens, we want to make sure that people really feel it, end quote. So that will certainly be a big change for Star Trek, as character deaths are infrequent and usually only happen when an actor is looking to leave the show. Uh, But this should add to the drama of the new series. Um, I wonder if then if they'll cut back on the sci-fi-ish deaths, like somebody dies but time rewrites itself, or it's an alternate timeline, or godlike aliens kill and resurrect people. Anyway, everyone now is a redshirt at heart. Well, if you live in the UK and you're a Star Trek fan, you should have Destination Star Trek on your agenda. That's a convention that'll be at the NEC Birmingham from October 19th through the 21st in 2018. Guests for the con so far include William Shatner, Linda Park, Armin Shimmerman, Max Grodenchik, and Aaron Eisenberg. And those three Ferengi actors will be offering a Ferengi family portrait photo op in full Ferengi makeup and costume. It's the first time Shimmerman has worn the Ferengi makeup since the end of DS9 in 1999. You can get more info on the con at DestinationStarTrek, all one word, dot com. And while we're talking about Mr. Shimmerman, make that Professor Shimmerman instead. Armin announced on Twitter recently that he is, quote, the newest Shakespeare professor at the University of Southern California, end quote. 
Armin has a TV and film career as long as your arm, but he is, in his own words, a poor player first and foremost, and he has a great love for the works of the Bard. But you knew that if you listened to our supplemental show, 4.5, where I interviewed the Cork actor about his career and his time on Trek, his theater background, and his work with Antaeus Theater in L.A. So check out that show in our backlog, and congratulations, Professor Shimmerman. I promise I won't be late to class again. One more fun story this week before we wrap up the news, and I wanted to quickly say happy birthday, happy belated birthday to Patrick Stewart, Captain Jean-Luc Picard himself, who turned 77 on the 13th, and seriously, this guy needs to stop hogging all that metaphasic radiation for himself, because he looks amazing. Keep it up, Patty Stew. Oh, and it was some guy named Harrison Ford's birthday on the 13th, too, I guess, whatever. Speaking of movies that aren't Star Trek, Spider-Man Homecoming was released last weekend to rave reviews and Boku box office. For both a spoiler and non-spoiler review of the film, you can check out the latest episodes of the Just Enough Trope podcast. But even though Spider-Man is firmly set in the Marvel Universe, that doesn't mean that it can escape the long reach of Trek. Stan Lee may be the man of a million cameos. Actually, my grandmother was the woman of a million cameos. You should have seen her jewelry collection. Anyway, a face familiar to fans of Star Trek IV may recognize a familiar man with a boombox appearing in Homecoming. Kirk Thatcher served as Leonard Nimoy's assistant and was an associate producer on Star Trek IV The Voyage Home, and he had a cameo in the film as that jerky guy on the bus, you know, that Spock gave the neck pinch to. And he reprises his role as punk on bus in Spider-Man, only this time he's punk on the street, seen in a quick cameo near the film's beginning. He's a little older, okay, he's a lot older, and he has a big gray beard, but he's still rocking out with his boombox. The cameo came together at the suggestion of Marvel producer Kevin Feige, who is apparently a big Star Trek IV fan. I knew I liked that guy for a reason. Our top comment this week from our social media comes from a new listener to the show, Facebook user Callie Durga, who attended our live taping last week at Convergence. She writes in reference to the live panel, quote, I attended this and loved it, thanks, end quote. Thank you, Kelly. We worked hard to put together a show and a list of guests that would make it a special event, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'd like to thank specifically our guests from the panel, William Leisner, Patrick Tomlinson, Naomi Kritzer, and Christopher Jones, all of whom are just a Google search away, and their great books and comics can be found on Amazon.com and other places that you buy books. Thanks for talking Trek with me, guys. Callie, your prize for the top comment this week is unlimited replicator rations. Seriously, midday snack, late night, second breakfast, whatever. Get right in there, treat yourself. Remember, listeners, you can join in on the conversation and maybe have your comment read on the air. Just go to facebook.com forward slash E-I-S-T-P-O-D or find us at at E-I-S-T-Pod on Twitter or through our social media links on enterprisingindividuals.com. You can also reach the show here at E-I-S-T-P-O-D at gmail.com with feedback and suggestions or to just say hello. We're waiting to receive your transmission. And speaking of our live show, I'd like to direct your attention to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash EISTpod. Our live show about Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan will be available imminently and exclusively to our Patreon patrons, not to mention our upcoming DS9 commentaries, my Klingon Christmas Carol production diary, plus a sneak peek at upcoming shows and guests. We work hard to bring you an entertaining and informative show every week, and if this was the 24th century where money didn't exist, we would do it merely for the sense of satisfaction. But this is the 21st century and everything costs something it seems so if you enjoy the show and want to help out please check out our patreon go to patreon.com forward slash eist pod we have many tiers or ranks at which you can contribute with different benefits and prizes you can receive in addition to knowing that you're contributing to something you love and you're part of a larger community plus you get access to great subscriber content like our wrath of Khan live show anything you can contribute would be appreciated and would help keep us flying thanks
And that's it for this supplemental episode of Enterprising Individuals. If you're an iTunes listener and you haven't yet, why not look us up on iTunes and make sure you're subscribed to the show. Also, write a little review if the spirit moves you and give us a rating at the very least. We'd appreciate it. If you're not on iTunes, you can still subscribe to the show on Google Play or Stitcher or wherever you get our show from. And if you leave positive comments and ratings on those platforms as well, we would be eternally grateful. Next time on Enterprising Individuals. A crisis of faith sets Lieutenant Worf on a path that intersects with politics, history, and religion as the long-departed Kalis returns to claim his rightful throne. Or is it Kalis after all? Editor, author, and commentator John Jackson Miller joins me on our next show to examine an episode that pushes the faith of a people and a certain Starfleet officer to the breaking point. The Next Generation episode, Rightful Air, next time on Enterprising Individuals. And until then, I'm your Captain Caliban, signing off and saying, live long and prosper. 